0: Hello and welcome to Talking Lean with Tim McMahon and Jeff Hajek. You can find this podcast at either GottaGoLean.com or ALeanJourney.com. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to a first maiden voyage of Talking Lean with Tim McMahon and Jeff Hajek. I'm Jeff Hajek and I'm here with my co-host Tim McMahon. Hey Jeff, it's great to be here today and I'm looking forward to our continued dialogue on lean. Yeah, it's great. You know, what started this uh decision to do a podcast in this format was that Tim and I often have these kinds of discussions. So we sit here on a phone before a a webinar or just in a general conversation and we go down these ch- these channels, these different paths of lean conversations. And as I step back and think about it, it's pretty interesting to me to hear all of Tim's thoughts about what I'm thinking. And I wondered if it would be interesting to you as well. So we decided to go ahead and try it out.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, we do have a great uh, conversation. And this is a great way for people to learn how we think about uh, various topics that we're going to discuss. And and hopefully we can share some insights along the way that uh, has been beneficial to
0: me as well. So, so the format we're going to try is to take a cross-section of the work we've done recently. So Tim has his blog. Um, it's aleanjourney.com. My blog is at gottagolean.com. And we'll put all these links on the page uh, below this podcast so you can find them all. And our intention is to post this podcast on both of our sites. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take the cross-section and do a little discussion about maybe five or six things just to give you a You know, a manageable chunk of lean, maybe to listen to your car on the way to work, and and get you thinking once a week or so. So we'll see how this goes, and and let's just kick off with the first one, Tim, and talk about the whole um, you know, the whole format of what you do.
1: Sure, the uh, the quote of the week has been a popular series since kind of the beginning of my writing on the lean journey. It's uh, come up on four years now, and uh, people kind of like to hear. You know, the various aspects of uh, learning from others, famous quotes, uh, either lean or leadership or various uh, topics, and then how that applies to day-to-day activities or various things you can do in your own business and uh, life to to make things better, easier, simpler, and uh, more effective. So today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, you know, a quote on um, Toyota leadership uh, from our friend, uh, Jeffrey Liker and the quote is uh, for Toyota PDCA is more than a way to get results from process improvements it is a way for developing people and i think this is an important aspect uh, that uh is kind of over uh, estimated sometimes or underestimated uh however you want to look at it and the fact that you know people often ask what is the best time to develop a person what's the best time to learn something and I say there's no better time than when you're trying to solve a problem,
0: well, you know, I think what happens is people get into problem solving mode and they get so focused on that result they forget that there's always a problem to work on, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think you know we all get stuck in the day to day and the issues that come up and and you know our goal as leaders in a company is to make sure that we're developing the people there because that's the the engine, right, so when we have a problem you take that opportunity to coach somebody through the process and you use that plan, do, check, act, that systematic approach to solving problems. But along that comes the opportunities to share and develop somebody.
0: Well, yeah. And, and the key there, like you said, is not to let yourself get distracted. So how do you make sure that you you know, don't just look at the problem itself in the short term and, and, and neglect that investing in people?
1: yeah I think there has to be a conscious effort up front that uh you're willing to make you know uh mistakes along the way you have to allow for that you have to know that this is a a process that takes time you're not gonna learn in the in the one example you have or the um and and that this is just a a means to the end right so that this journey that we all talk about being on um you're doing it for the long haul. And I think the problem we all face is that the issues in front of us seem very short term. They're in the heat of the moment. Yep.
0: Okay, moving on. And One of the things I do on my site is I have a very extensive online reference guide. And I put a lot of different terms in there. And, and surprisingly, one of the terms that hadn't been up there until recently was run charts. Now, run charts is a very powerful tool for a few reasons. And well, let me back up and explain what it is. It's essentially, it's a, a time plot of a data point. So what you look at and what that means is you're, you're watching how a particular piece of information changes over some, you know, set period of time. And, you know, the power of that is that you visually see changes. Now, uh, Tim, do you use run charts in your work? Yeah, it's probably the most common tool um,
1: that I think we use in manufacturing. Um, A, because it's relatively simple to uh, create one. And I think the information that is often displayed is relatively straightforward. So um, pretty much anybody at any
0: level in the, the company can understand the information in front of them. We'll go even further than that. I think anybody in the company can do one. So if you set a run chart up where you're just basically putting dots onto a piece of paper, you know, you could track progress inside of a work cell without having to go into Excel or any other computer program. And, and that's one of the real powers of it is it's easily understandable. And once you train people what to look for, you know, the trends in a direction or, you know, any of the, there's five or six, you know, sawtooth patterns or extreme spikes, things like that. But once you train people how to update the charts and do it, you can find all kinds of problems as they're happening.
1: Yeah, and I think you can uh, those patterns can be easily displayed on a one page or you know back of a card or whatever, so people can refer to those things as they're doing it. But it doesn't require any sophisticated tools. It's something that can be easily done uh, right on the shop floor or in computer or um and it's it's real time the information that you plot is uh is going to be as accurate as the number of times you want to put it on the paper
0: and the uh, the only catch is you have to do it before there's a problem so in many problem solving instances you see a problem and then you react to it but it's for for run charts because it's looking over a period of time you want to see the changes from normal so you have to be thinking ahead and get your run charts in place
1: yeah, you do have to identify maybe the critical processes you want to capture, um, as you say, because you know you need to anticipate what information will be useful to that process and have a plan to chart that out because it is a kind of a trailing indicator of some sort. But uh, it does uh, give you that visual indication that uh, something needs more
0: attention. Exactly. Um, and let's move on now. Uh, one of the other things that Tim and I both do – you know, even though we have all these features, Tim's have his quotes of the week and his tips. Um, we both do articles and, and typical, you know, write-ups about something that's interesting to us. And one of the ones Tim recently did is about... It's the 10 signs of a non-lean manager
1: who disengages the workforce. So this is a very popular uh, piece. Uh, not that I thought it would be in the beginning, but it has been. And, and kind of, I think... What people related to most is, the while I described maybe 10 features that you uh, wouldn't see a lean manager do, many people gave me feedback. Oh, I know somebody who does that or I have a manager who does that. And I think uh, that's really where they uh, grabbed on uh, Some examples might be, you know, poor communication. We always have those kind of you know situations where we'd like to know more information about what's going on in a company. Um, Another one is follow through, you know, uh, managers who say they're going to do something, but uh, it never happens.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's the downside of disengaging this workforce?
1: Well, I guess I think we kind of related to the initial topic was, you know, people are the engine of the company and you really want to be able to harness all the employees working on the same, you know, focus, same direction, same path. And if you aren't engaging all the employees along the way to meet that objective, then you're not using all the resources that you have at your disposal. Most companies don't ever have enough, um, but they have more than they think they do. They just aren't using them all appropriately.
0: Yeah. That's, you know, a big thing about an engaged workforce is it's critical in a lean organization, unlike it would be in any other company. You know, you rely on the frontline people to identify problems and come up with solutions. And if a person's disengaged, they don't do either one of those.
1: Yeah, I think the misnomer is that managers are all knowing and of course they aren't. They're, they kind of help facilitate and maybe provide some direction. But really, the, it's the people you know, providing the service or the product that uh, really are, are your eyes and ears for the, the system that you have in place. And your job as the manager is to make sure that system is working appropriately. And if you're not getting that feedback, then uh, obviously there's, um, there's no w- may f- way for you to understand if that's uh, working appropriately.
0: Yeah, I think most businesses have gotten beyond the ability, even with a top flight manager, for them to handle everything. They need help.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you create systems. I mean, we don't want to focus on the individual because that isn't all in the long uh, long term going to be beneficial for you. Um, but I think, you know, if you kind of take those 10 signs of a non lean manager and you look at the, you know, the anti of that, those are the 10 things you need to be doing as a uh, lean manager. So um, I think there's a lesson in there on what you should do as well as what
0: you shouldn't do. And, and moving on to, and again, that was Tim's article and it's 10 signs of a manager who disengages the workforce. That's the title, correct? Yep.
1: A non-lean yep.
0: manager. A non-lean manager. And, and, you know, one of the great things about these types of articles, these lists are really great because you can skim through them if you're in a hurry or you can dive into them if, if you have a little bit more um, availability to, to do your work, your research online. Um, my article for this week, is on a variation of PDCA, and you could almost change it to predict, do, check, act. And I'm not really advocating that, but I'm just saying most people forget that part of this planning is, you know, the scientific method, and that's really what PDCA is based on, is that you form a hypothesis. And a lot of people jump into their plan and start doing things, and they get some results. But the problem is, if the results are good, but they're not what you expected, you've you've gotten off somewhere in your root cause analysis.
1: Yeah, I really like your thinking here because I think you need to take that proactive uh, stance. You know, problems by nature are reactive, um, but what you're trying to do is anticipate the uh, situation that might occur and be able to put in the appropriate
0: countermeasures um, to make sure you get to the root cause. Well this is so little amount of resources available to work on problems for most companies. You know, most people are caught up in the daily grind. And if you do if you go after a problem, you want to get it right. And if you you know, my point here is if you make a prediction and your prediction is wrong, something in your thinking was flawed. And you got to go back and do it again and the better you get at predicting the outcomes, the more focused your thinking is. And and you talked earlier about systems I'm not just talking about, you know, when I think about a system, I don't think just about the whole organization. I think about how do people approach problems? What's their system of thinking? So, you know, I think that's just a great um, way to look at PDCA is if you don't predict, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah, and I think far too
1: many organizations focus on getting the result and I think there is a process in which you get that. And it's not always the first, uh, it's not always your first inkling uh, is the root cause. You know, that's why you ask those five whys and you go deep. You want to make sure that you really get to the end result. Otherwise, the problem keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. And with this emphasis on just have, focusing on getting to the problem as quick as possible, sometimes it, it actually delays your uh, approach to getting
0: to the root cause. Yeah, you start working quicker, but you get a solution a lot later. The actual working solution. You can get solutions easy. And you know just in the interest of keeping things moving along, I'm going to go ahead and toss it back to you with your lean tip of the week.
1: Yeah, another popular feature on the site. uh, So there's a lean tip every uh, workday. And uh, so feel free to uh, follow up on those on the site. You'll be, uh, I think, pleasantly pleased with the result there. So
0: today's uh, – Let me interrupt you there and say you also do that on Facebook, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, featured primarily on Facebook and then uh, carried over to the site. Uh, so there's a big following on Facebook and primarily because of this uh, uh, lean tip of the day.
0: Okay. So what's so the today's,
1: tip? <laughs> today's tip is uh, on engaging the employees because I think it kind of follows with our uh, thought process and, and discussion today. And and the most common th- question you get is, well, how do you do that? Right. And so I think it's really with Relatively simple. You have to involve the employees, involve them in as many uh, discussions and, and uh, actions. Uh, you know, you have a strategy a vision. How early do you bring them in? How how often are they involved in the decision making and the course that sets the, the business? Uh, you know, get into that true north uh, position. I think th- this is really a fundamental thing uh, that often we hand down what they're supposed to do and not involve them up front and making them part of the, the process and owning it themselves.
0: Yeah, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier with the manager who disengages the workforce. You know, the more you can get them engaged, the better your results are going to be. And, you know, along the lines of, of Tim's tip of the week, I do leading strategies, or t- Tim's tip is the tip of the day. And it's a very quick one, and, and what I've been doing is rolling out these lean strategies I have from my book. Uh, what do you mean I got to be lean? I'm starting to post those online, and there's about a hundred strategies in the book. But the latest one is about managers who essentially abandon lean principles when some crisis arrives. And a good example is when you're falling behind in production. And you have standard work in place, and the managers say, "Okay, we need to get three extra out today." And that's just a complete deviation from the concept of tack time and standard work. So, you know what I advocate approaching it. And and often when your manager does something, if you're a frontline employee, you have to tread carefully, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think that's. Um... You often walk a fine line between those two uh, areas, trying to push the employee but not disengaging them. And I think, you know, the great leaders figure out a way to be, figure out a way to do that the best. uh, You know, obviously, you want to be able to push them, but uh, if you make them retract, then you're not going to get anything out of them.
0: Yeah. So when a manager's abandoned what they've been preaching all along, it's a great way to disengage. But you know what I'm talking about from the from the frontline employees' perspective, you know, the way you handle something like that is really just clarification. Most managers, when they do something like that, they're doing it out of a stress response. You know, something's coming up, they got pressure on them, they want to get it done. So you as an employee, the the fine line you have to walk is how hard do you push back on your manager versus how closely do you follow the principles. So, you know, what I recommend is something like, you know, just go up to them and say, okay, if we do that, we're, we're not really following our stand to work. Is that what you want us to do? And just get an actual clarification. And most often, most times, the manager is going to back off on what they're, they're going to say and they're going to either provide extra help or authorize overtime or do something differently. So the key there is just really to highlight that there's a lean principle that's being violated but not in a confrontational way you know, just ask for clarification
1: yeah nobody's perfect and I think uh, in an open and supportive workplace I think uh, leaders aren't challenged by being you know uh, challenged themselves I think that's how they grow and develop and uh, I certainly think that most leaders would expect their employees to, to stand up when they you know, see something wrong. And that's the culture you want to develop. That's the engaged employee we want. That's the problem solver you're,
0: you know, hoping to develop. hmm Well, I think we're about at the end of our first session of Talking Lean. Um, what do you think, Tim? How did it go?
1: Yeah, I think, it uh, as always, I think we have a great dialogue. And we could probably talk for hours on this subject. And, uh, Hopefully, this uh, couple of minutes gives you a little insight into how we think about things and and some of the things that we post on the site. And hopefully, this will get you engaged a little bit to check out some of that information.
0: So, what I'll do is when I post it, I'll put a list of links for all the different things we talked about. And I'll send the file over to Tim. And he'll post it up on his site as well. And we'll see what you think about it. So, please give us comments. Um, This is, you know, we're really doing the PDCA process on this. So, uh, help us on the check step and tell us what you think, what you would change, what you want us to keep and, uh, we'll be responsive. So thanks again. Again, I'm Jeff Hajek and I'm here with Tim McMahon and goodbye.